all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. Hola a todos. Bienvenidos a una verdadera charla sobre el cuerpo de Cristo. Hello, hello. Hello. I'm feeling goofy. I'm feeling goofy. Hello, everybody. This is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ, Real Talk. This is Real Talk News Quick Topic. Hello. How you doing? Good morning. Good mid-morning. Good evening. Good mid-evening. Good afternoon. Good mid-afternoon, and my night listeners, wake up. Welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. Hello, everybody. Wow. Hmm. Oh, boy, I tell you. It's a lot of... It's a lot of fear going on out in the world today. A lot of fear. We're going to button this jacket. It's kind of loud, but it's a lot of fear. A lot of people are afraid. A lot of people are afraid. And a lot of fear is bringing uh, anxiety, sickness, uh, suicidal thoughts. Depression, different type of things, you know, for the saved and the unsaved. There are so many believers, true believers in the body of Christ, that's in so much fear. Mentally, spiritually, and physically, so much fear. I believe a lot of it has to do with, uh, especially what's been going on for the last uh, somewhat three years now with the, the pandemic and the uh, lockdowns and, uh, you know, the different things happening with the PJ Vax and, uh, you know, the, the, the wickedness going on in the government and, you know, you hearing all kind of stuff now. You look at the news now. There's different type of news is out there. You got the mainstream media, far left Marxist news, you know, NBC, CBS, MS, MSNBC, whatever you call it, CNN, and now Fox has gone somewhat closer to the left. And it's a lot of things going on. So you don't really have a good, strong, faithful, Americanized cable news anymore like you used to. 
you've had quite a few. CNN always been around, MSNBC as well. ABC and CBS, you know, they was more in the middle years and years ago with the times of the Rock, Walter Conkrite, Senator Couples and stuff like that. At least they was fair. They might have been liberal, but they was very fair, you know. Like I said, it might have been liberal, but they was fair. They was more, what you call it, more of the modern, the past modern liberals. The liberals today, especially in the House today, are far left. They're far left wing, neoliberals, I think they call them, neoliberals. But there's so much going out there in the world. It's a lot of fear-mongering, a whole lot of fear-mongering that's going out there in the world today, okay? Now, I want to just lift up the believers. Lift up the church today, the ones that are saved, part of the body of Christ. I want to lift up the church today and encourage not only myself, but when I encourage myself, I want it to be like I'm encouraging the body, the body of Christ, the whole church. And what I want to do is remind the church, including myself, this is a message for me as well. I want to remind us about we have already won. Let me say this again. This message is, is about reminding the church, the body of Christ, that we have already won the spiritual battle. We have already been reconciled to God. We have already been redeemed. We are justified in God by Christ. We are the righteousness, not so much ourselves, but it's the righteousness of Christ because of what he done to God. See, spiritually, we have won. That's the most important thing. Spiritually, we have won. Spiritually, we are victorious. And I want us to focus on that. Spiritually, we have won. We have won the battle. We have won the battle spiritually. Now, the fear, the fear and the hurt and the pain spiritually, mentally, and physically, that, that's, the, that's the outcome of the flesh. I'm sure a lot of you know that. That's the outcome of the flesh. And sometimes, most times for some, sometimes for others, we let that dominate our life. And we forget about we are victorious. It is already finished. And I know this for a fact because, you know, I walk around, I listen to uh, very close believers, you know, I listen to people and I listen to their testimony, you know, and how they talk. They their life and how they are living, not, I'm not saying bad ways, but how they live in it and what they complain and worry about is the total opposite when they talk about faith. See, it's easy to talk about, yeah, Jesus done this. I know I'm delivered. I know I'm clean. But your life and what you're showing is proving the opposite, even if it's myself. So that's why I'm very careful uh, how I'm around the unsaved. Because I don't want to seem or perceive to be like a hypocrite, quoting scriptures, saying this, and just doing the opposite, complaining, complaining, worrying and worrying, but all of a sudden I'm quoting scriptures and everything like that. Now, that's kind of the somewhat shouldn't be, but the norm uh, of the believer when we are so uh, worldly minded more than spiritually spiritual minded because we focusing on what's happening in the fleshly world or in the uh you know the uh the habit and the world we somewhat becomes back part of the world and when we start looking at things in a worldly way that brings fear that brings death that brings well you know that brings doubt see when we start you know, getting too much in the worldly way of thinking, the worldly way of philosophy, the way uh, even mean, well, uh, people talk, you know, even on alternative, decent news that's going to give you the real thing of what's really happening. Even on those type of news, and I listen to quite a few of them. 
and they take it's good that they are telling us stuff what the world uh the mainstream media will not tell us but at the time you become weak as a believer listening to them because they always and they all often talks about bad news themselves and some of them talk like there is no hope because a lot of time I'm just saying this they don't see no hope we ought to know better, but they don't see no hope. And I'm talking about if this person is a conservative. Uh, because you conservative don't mean you are a Christian. You have Christian with conservative views, like I have conservative views, but I'm a Christian first. But I'm just talking about a Christian that's not saved. And you have some Christians think because they believe in the Bible, they stand up for the Bible, they call patriots, they believe in, you know, the morals of God and Christianity. They, a lot of conservatives, believe that they will get to heaven because they at least believe that. They never submitted themselves on belief-wise. I ain't talking about works, but on belief-wise of accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior on by what he have done for them. So they're mostly, their faith is in their conservatism. That's what I want to say. Their faith is in their conservatism. So they're more like patriots. They're more like constitutionists, which is nothing wrong with that. They're more like stand-up people for America. Right, America, there's nothing wrong with that. But their souls are lost. So therefore, they are caught up and what I was talking about the other day as well, they are caught up in what man need to do. They are caught up in on on what elections or what people should do and who we should vote for or what we got to do. It's a lot of man made ideas how we're going to make America great again. Now all that is not wrong. Let me say that again. All that is not wrong. You should stand up for your country. You should, you know, try to do things to better your country, just like you want to do your family or your school. You should want to better your country. See? But the thing about fact is when you don't have a biblical spiritual perspective or a godly perspective of knowing the ending of everything, what's going to, what's going to be the outcome, and you just looking at it in a conservative way, it brings fear. You think man has to do this. You don't think about God as much because you are man-centered, which makes you self-centered of something man have to do. You don't look at the Bible as you look at Revelation. I'm saying you never heard of Revelation. I'm not saying that. But by you not being a Christian, a true believer, you are maybe a Christian by name, or you might go to church. Majority of you all go to Catholic churches. You call yourself Roman Catholics. I know you do. And most Catholics are not Christians, sadly to say. So your faith stands on a Catholic faith, a Catholic type of belief uh, and stuff like that. So therefore, when you look at think about the end times, it's still a gray area to you. Because you still are in somewhat unbelief when it comes to the end times because you still cannot see things spiritually. I'm not talking about everybody. I'm not talking about all conservatives. I'm talking to the one that's just straight out conservatives. Now, you have great leaders out there, and I'm going to name a few of them. You have a, 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 let me name a few of them that are not Christians, but they are good conservative speakers. You know, they are good patriotic American conservative speakers. You have the Dennis Pragers, good speakers. You have the Ben Shapiro's, good speakers. And both of them somewhat Jews. But they are uh, the Pentateuch Jews. They only believe in the Torah. They don't believe in uh, Jesus Christ as being the Messiah, the Savior of the world. Dennis Prager or uh, Ben Shapiro don't believe Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world. They will tell you that themselves. They philosophize a lot of things around that. They don't accept him as the Son of God. They don't accept them as being the savior of the world. They think they can get saved by following the law and the works of Moses. Dennis Prager and Ben Shapiro, there's probably quite a few other ones. Great speakers out there. Out there. Uh, let me name some more. 
Now, I'm naming these people, and I like listening to some of them. Not a lot of some of them. And my stomach turns when, I talk, when they get to talking about the fates because they're so way off. It's amazing how somebody can be so intellectual and so intelligent or right to the key when it comes to conservatism and the Constitution and uh, uh, intellect and stuff like that. But when the Bible, they are so babyish and ignorant when it comes to the Bible. Seriously, they are very ignorant when it comes to the basics of the word of God. Especially Jesus. Don't even get into the Holy Spirit because you know they're not getting into that. They very basically understand. They don't know nothing spiritual. You know, when it comes to the word of God, they are almost masters in conservatism. But when it comes to the Bible, they are very babyish. They are ignorant. You know, they are child. They are children. You know, if we if I had a one on one with them, they would try to intellectually make me a unbeliever of Jesus. And these, these are conservatives because they're so intellectual called and they can probably talk about the law and the Torah and everything and stuff like that, you know. So they're trying to intellectually because they believe in sin, touching and whatever like that stuff. And I'm talking about certain conservative teachers. You have the Larry Elders. You have the Thomas Sowell. You have the, uh, what's his name? Charlie Kirks. I don't know what his faith is. I don't know. You have the Candace Owen. And I think both of them are con- called themselves Christians. Remember, Christians are used very loosely. Christians. They believe in the Christian morals and stuff like that. Now, are they really believing in Christians? Candace Owens and Kirk, uh, 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 I can't forget his name, Charlie Kirk. Or even, what's the name, that Professor Justin Peters and uh, people like that, that's supposed to have, uh, been, uh, they're supposed to be a Christian now and stuff like that. The reason, and God knows, man, I want them to be believers. I want them to be a Christian, but I believe sometimes their intellectual intelligence get in the way of getting the fullness of Christ. They are so intellectual. They are so intelligent, worldly-wise, so book sense-wise, even if they are a Christian. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof. Not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA. Get a quote today. And if they were a believer, it's hard to see them getting into the spiritual aspects of teaching and everything because they can't help but look at the Bible this way, that way, and that way. So they still have a worldly view of the Bible in them. You know, it's hard to get away a traditional type of thinking. And the sad part about it, when you have a person that's a conservative, become a Christian, truly become a Christian. I'm just saying if they did truly become a Christian. I sometimes I can tell, OK, how did they become a Christian? Then I, you can look about and say, OK, what church? How did they get what church did they go to? Just say if it's more like a Catholic church. Nine times out of ten, they're not saved. Because the Catholic way of salvation is not the gospel. It's works. It's sacraments. It's confessing and all that to priests and whatever like that. It's, you know, submitting to the the, the, uh, allegiance to the Pope and the fathers and stuff like that. So they are not saved. And the only way that can happen if God leads, the Holy Spirit leads them to the truth to someone else. Now, another mistake that they get led like Trump to the uh, charismatic type of believers or so-called believers like the Paula Whites and the Jesse the Planets and all those type of charismatics, then you have to question, is Trump saved? You, you understand what I'm saying? 
they are getting into the wrong hands. So if you if you are under the seat or under the church of a false denomination, then you heard a false fake gospel. And I'm not saying it's on purpose. This might sting a lot of people, but if you're under the tutelage of, is that the right word to use? <laughs> under the grip or was brought up in the grip of a Catholic church, a Lutheran church, a Met- I'm calling them out, a Methodist church, a lot of charismatic churches, and some Pentecostal churches. You know, nine times out of ten, you're not hearing the real, true gospel, the, the gospel that saves today from the Apostle Paul. And it's only going to, only God knows, see, about the true salvation. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there when it comes to the gospel. See, the Holy Spirit might lead them to the truth of believing what Jesus done. But my point is, a lot of people will miss it because they're been taught. So if if a denomination or even a, a cult, a group in a cult or a sect catch these people before they hear the true gospel, it will be hard to bring them out because they got fed. So, so you have to catch them early before they get too confused. And then the first thing they be saying, well, I knew this Christianity thing wasn't real. It's too confusing. You know, whatever like that. It's just like the, the stories of the Chinese and the black and the white man. It's just, it's just too confusing. So you have to catch them before they get to into those programs and memberships of those churches. If you don't catch them soon enough, they might be lost because what's going to happen is when you come with the true uh, gospel of salvation to them and they have been taught about how to be saved, you will have some that haven't been caught in in that tradition yet. They haven't been brainwashed and put it that way yet. That has a chance, but I'm going to tell you, most of them will not. That's the sad part, the master plan of Satan. To get them in that rabbit hole. Satan just needs to get them in that rabbit hole. That's all he needs, the rabbit hole of tradition and denomination. And then it's hard for them to turn back. They become useless as unsaved. They never got saved and they become useless. And uh, the reason now useless does not mean reprobate mean useless. Reprobate might mean useless. That does not mean they still don't have a chance to be saved. But because the desire for God is for all men and women to be saved. He don't wipe nobody out and just say, I'm going to leave you so gone until you can't get saved. You, He's not, God is not preaching Calvinists. He's not preaching them, okay, you destined to go to hell. No, that's a Calvinist type of teacher. No. If you have a reprobate mind, you still have a chance to be saved. Sadly, that most of them don't. It just means God, you are useless to God. That don't mean you can't turn back. It's just harder to turn back and accept and believe. But you still can be saved. God don't block it off. You still have a chance to be saved. Therefore, most people will go to hell with that reprobate mind. It ain't because they couldn't be saved. It's because they refuse to listen to the truth. You, you understand what I'm saying? All right? Okay. So... What we have to understand and we have to, as believers, first of all, we have to get back to the basics of the Bible and understand our positions and our possessions and our personage in Christ. I remember uh, the late Dr. Charles Stanley used to always teach on that, often teach on that. And I learned a lot when he talked about that beautiful teaching by Dr. Charles Stanley. We have to learn our positions and our possessions and stuff and our personal relationship where we stand in Christ. You know, we have to learn that. We have to get back to the basics. Now, Charles Stanley is a Baptist. That's not a Baptist truth. That's a Bible word of God truth. I'm saying it again. That's not a Baptist truth. That's a Bible word of God truth. Even if a Pentecostal say some truth that lies with the word of God, that's not a Pentecostal truth. That's the word of God truth. Everything else they talk about is Pentecostal and false. But something they might say is a word of God truth. It's a Bible truth. You understand what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? Okay. You have some Bible truth, but the majority of denominations are denominational truth theories. A lot of eisegesis, a lot of of allegories and reading it too, you know. So 
as believers, we must get back to the basics of rejuvenating or giving a jump, giving a, uh, what do you say when you uh, uh, jumping off a battery? We need a jump start sometimes. <laughs> we need more energy. We need more, uh, more uh, strength in our batteries to wake up and be rejuvenated and let the Holy Spirit work back in us so we can understand that it is finished. See, as in the finished part of a believer. Now, when Jesus said it is finished, Jesus is talking about the sins of the world. It's done. Everybody's sins is done away with. Not everybody is saved, but everybody's sins is done away with. He completed it. It is finished. The world's sins are done. There's no more charging against sin. Now, that don't mean salvation, but the doors are open now for God to reconcile himself back to the world. Now, the world just needs to reconcile themselves back to God if you are not a believer. You understand what I'm saying? If you're not a believer, if you like to use the word Christian, yeah, I mean a Christian that's in the body of Christ. Let me put it that way. You know why I say that? Because the looseness of Christianity, the use, the use, the, uh, the looseness of that name used when it comes to being a Christian. That's why I don't use it a lot, you know. Uh... So, we struggle. And, you know, I hurt sometimes. I was at work. And uh, I'm, I get emotional. You know, I, I get emotional. I see somebody hurt. No matter what they went through or how they are character-wise. But, you know, when I see I was looking at this woman. And two incidents happened at my job. I'm not going to name a job or nothing like that. You know, that's, that's confidentiality on my part. And uh, this young lady that I was, I happened to glance at, because I'm, I'm a very observant person. Even you don't know if I'm looking at you, I'm observing. I'm, I'm observing. And uh, I'm looking over there at this young lady. And I see her. It was either husband or boyfriend, I'm not sure. You know, I don't know. But it, it was her companion that was with her. And he was, like, hovering over her. And uh, I seen her kind of leaning back and forth. And then all of a sudden I seen her, like, shake. And that's what made me... When I seen her kind of wavering, that's when I... I uh, not hollered, but I... Uh, kind of uh, raised my voice in a high pitch and said, is she all right? Is she okay? And he was saying, no, she's uh, she's sick. She's having a seizure. So uh, I didn't really know what to do, you know, but I got up and I got the wheelchair. I guess that's part of my thinking when I was working in the hospital when I used to uh, help people to their beds and moving around and moving around a wheelchair. That was the first instinct that came to me to grab a wheelchair. So I grabbed a wheelchair and I took the wheelchair over there by the young lady and she was just shaking and everything like that. And I'm looking at her and uh, I'm really hurt just looking at that. And uh, while I was going over there, another incident was going on. This lady was hollering and screaming and they called the uh, paramedics. So the paramedics came up in there and I guess uh, I heard this lady hollering and screaming. I thought she was just joking with the paramedic, but I guess he happened that was touching her baby. Anyway, say, oh, you little cutie, and touched the baby. And she had a fit. Man, she called them all, not all kind of names, but she said, you insulted my baby. Why? What makes you think you could touch my baby? Okay, you know, this man, I believe, done it out of love. He was just showing how cute, because there's a lot of cute little babies coming where I work at. And I believe he was just showing love. I really do. But you have to be careful when you touch somebody's kid. <laughs> you you know, physically. I don't touch him. I go back and say, oh, he's so cute. But you got to be you got to be careful when you touch other people's kids, because some people are baby phobic. That's the opposite of genre phobic. <laughs> they don't. They are. Uh, they don't want you touching a child. Her problem was it was almost like he had germs and all kind of stuff. She was a uh, paranoid. Uh, what they call it? I call it COVID noid. You know, if that's a name. 
because of COVID, because everybody's so COVID conscious. Everything is COVID. It's, it's, a, it's a depressing, man. Everything is COVID, COVID. You don't hear nothing about colds no more. You don't hear nothing about flus or sniffles. It's always COVID, man. So, you know, some people just COVID-noid, you know, and I just made this name up. They COVID-noid. And, man, she was, y'all know it was, a, it was COVID. But anyway, you know, I got my mind off her, but she was just belligerent for nothing. But, you know, you have to be careful when you touch somebody's kid, all this other stuff going on. Just be careful. Even though you mean well, your meaning well can get you in trouble when it comes to people's children. Because some people overprotect with their kids. Now, I was looking back to this other young lady and stuff like that. And she's shaking and stuff. And then, I, you know, I start saying to myself, and I, I listen to a lot of uh, uh, reviews, I listen to a lot of testimonies. And I'm saying to myself, and I know this has been happening, but for the last two and three years, people have been getting so sick. And I ain't talking about old people. I'm not talking about old people. I'm talking about middle-aged to young people been getting so sick. I ain't talking about the sudden deaths. There's been a lot of that. But people are getting so sick physically, mentally. Remember, I started off the, uh, this show that way. People are being getting so sick, becoming so sick physically and mentally. And I can't pinpoint it, but I have an idea what's jumping it off besides the last few years. It's stress. It's worry. It's fear. It's prescriptions they give you when you are already depressed. And those prescriptions don't make you no better. Matter of fact, the majority of the time, it fools you to make you think it's better and make you addicted to it. And you feel like you can't do without them. And your body telling you you can. So you feel when you take, you stop those pills and all of a sudden you feel sick. You think you feel sick because you missed the medicine. And so sometimes that's your body telling me, don't take it no more. You have to get through that withdrawal again. So it's a lot of confusion what's going on now because your doctor's lying to you, your nurse's lying to you, the government is lying to you, some policemen are lying to you. It's so many people lying to you, some mom and dad lying to you, sister and brother lying to you. <clears throat> so it's so much going out there, especially for the last two or three years, man. You got all these movements going on. You got transgender genders coming in children's school. Got kids sitting on their lap. And I agree with this lady. Some of these transgenders look like demons. You know they're a man. They don't even try to they just look scary. They look like a demon. Broad show. I mean, they look scary. And that child know they look funny. I mean, most children know it ain't a woman. But they allow that. And this is all in America. I'm talking about the United States of America. And there's so much going on rapidly, man. I mean, it's just so much going on, man. Movements and everything going on. People are struggling financially, but also people are becoming wealthy. It's not so hard to make a lot of money now. It's kind of easy to become somewhat wealthy if you put an effort to it. So it's no excuse not to make no money today. Now, there can be a good sign. Now, well, yeah, there can be a good thing right there for a lot of people, but you also got to look at it this way. It's how you make it now. See, you got the currency, the cryptocurrency building back up. You hear the talk of gold now. You hear all that. It's so easily uh, to make money now, you know. People get to the point that $10,000 and $20,000 a month is not enough for them now. It's enough, but their greed is more higher than they want now. So $10,000 a month is not enough. They might say, okay, I'm going to make $10,000. All of a sudden, they want to make twenty. dollars They want to make thirty. dollars See, the greed, the love of money, we're in the, pro we're in the stage of the love of money now. Because we have gurus, we got people out there telling us if you only want to make five thousand, ten thousand dollars a month, you 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 thinking poorly. You thinking like the average person. You know, you thinking this. We let people brainwash us to think that five and ten thousand dollars a month is not enough.
We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, it's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. You see them since there was so much going on. So the money thing uh, is ways that you can make a lot of income if you put yourself to it. But you also got to look at this day. What is your morals? What is your character? Are you willing to just do anything to make a lot of money? See, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to invest in anything that that's going. I know there's going to be a destruction for a lot of people in the future. I will sacrifice. I will. I will sacrifice uh, my character. And my morals for twenty or thirty dollars, thousand dollars a month. I don't think so because I don't have love of money like that. I don't want a lot of money, man. I don't need millions, man. Man, I get rid of that so quickly. I'm, I, I, I get uncomfortable when I make a little money. Now, I, don't get me wrong. I, I have a certain ceiling that I want to make that'll make me well off for myself and my future family. But I don't need a lot of money, man. I, I, I'm not into all that, man. No, no, I'm not. So I know my ceiling. But you can make some good, decent money. Now, there's nothing wrong with making that much money a month either if you just know your plan and what you're going to do with it. And it's not all about you. See, so it depends on your motive. It depends on your motive, you know. You got people losing their homes. You got people buying beautiful homes. So it's just a lot going on, you know. But I look at the kids. The kids are so hyper, man. Uh, 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 the kids are so hyper, man. And the parents, a lot of parents don't have control over their kids. They spoil them rotten. And then they wonder why their kids do those flips on the ground, man. I mean, man, we were trying to do that, boy. Our mother probably kick us upside down, boy. Mumbling and grumbling just won't our way. But kids just worse now. And I don't blame the babies. I blame the parents. I'm blaming the parents. When the kid get out of control, I don't go to that child. I might look at them and say something. I go straight to the parents. Please, some of them cuss me out one time. That's your child, though. And the minute I say something to that child, he be ready to call me names and say I touch your child. So no, you you responsible for your child. I'm not. I'm security, but I'm not here to just babysit your kid. No. And I don't say it like that, but I let them know you got to. No, you have to get your child. I'm going to let the door open. You go get them. I know, but anyway. It's a lot going on, and it brings a lot of fear, a lot of stress, and a lot of people can't see the future in a good way. They can't see the future in a positive way, and then some people just give up. They just give up. People give up when they're wealthy, and people give up when they're poor. You know, it don't, you don't have to, it, you don't think people commit suicide or give up when they poor, man, it almost happened every day. It's that stronghold of stress and fear. So much fear out there, man. I mean, wow. People are in doctors to protect their jobs. They will let people die. Say, Joe, really? Yes. Is that proof? Yes. People, doctors out there right now know why a lot of people are dying. They know it, but they don't say nothing because they don't want to lose their job. They might think, you might, people, they might think of the, yeah, I can understand that, but it comes to the point, man, come on now. You know when people are dying under your, your area or on your clock, and you really have an idea. You, you don't even check to find out why, because you, you have been pre-told and threatened. If you say something, you will lose your license. 
So yes, doctors are responsible for a lot of people that's dying. They know why they are dying, but they will not say nothing because they don't want to lose their career. They choose career over life. That's just what's going on. They choose career over life. I know a lot don't make a hundred and two hundred thousand dollars, maybe, but is that worth people's lives? Not to me. And I know it. I'm not saying it's easy, but my point is, I never want to be in that position. But choosing a career, no matter how much you make over life, you are partaker of that murder. I'm that killing. It's a lot of that going on. I, I, I keep up with a lot of stuff. I got re- different researches. I got a different hearing different, different testimonies. I know I have learned, found out how uh, a lot of hospitals work with high-paying doctors. They are told they could not say nothing, man. How could they miss certain all this stuff going on? These are doctors. How could they continue to push something, especially like the PJ Vax, knowing the regular like people always often try to make up excuses for doctors where they don't know they don't go trained. I agree, they don't get trained there, but they know good and well. Who's stopping them from looking up that stuff? Who's stopping them from looking at that stuff if they really, really wanted to care? They're that scared. And I know it's real fear to even, they're too scared to even look up, look for the truth. They don't want to know the truth. So they think that's okay. It's whatever I don't know, I'm not guilty. That's how a lot of them look at it, I believe. What I don't know, I'm not guilty. No, you're still guilty because you refuse to look into it. See, you know something is wrong. If you don't have no, why not just look into it? But Because most of y'all told you, uh, you can't speak about it or you lose your career. But besides that, it's a lot of things going on. Now, let me go back to the uh, more uplifting part about believers. We are in those days that these things are going to happen, believers. See, people are lovers of themselves. And I don't mean only in, you know, sexual things. I'm just talking about the world's becoming lovers of themselves. They got their own ideas. They got their own faith. They got their own Christianity, which uh, Trey says you call it twistianity. <laughs> they got their own type of belief or they got their own way that they think they believe God. They got their own way to go to heaven. They got their own philosophy about hell, about Satan, about your life about your daddy life, about what church you should be going to or what you should be doing. They, they Everybody become lovers of themselves. The love of money is rampant now. You go on YouTube, man, all kind of commercial and ads about how to make money, man. Most of them ain't making no money, but they're trying. They're, they're faking their way to wealth. A lot of them are faking their way to wealth. And sometimes to do that, you have to invest a lot of money just to fake your way to wealth. You have to invest. You get a team of people. Y'all invest. Y'all set up phony rooms. Y'all rent out phony cars and stuff like that. You have to invest for a scheme to make money. That's out there. So you don't know what's real, man. You can look at these videos. There's a lot of uh, deep fake going on around. There's a lot of holograms. You know, people discovering demons and angels. They say, not demons, but angels. I'm not angels either, but I'm sorry, aliens. And people saying they say, hey, man, I'm, there's so many alien discoveries going on now, man. Man, it's, it's a movement. It's a shift that's changing. That's why I don't believe the church would, is going to be here within the next five years. I'm saying within. I'm not saying at, the, at five years. I'm just looking at the window of now until five years. I don't believe the body of Christ, the church is going to be here. I just don't. I'm not predicting. I'm not saying it's not, but I just do not because it's a strong shift coming, coming about. That's joy to me. That means my redemption and the body of Christ's redemption is near. But the thing we have to understand, and what's the toughest part, and it's real tough, the pain you must go through with, with this physical body until that time comes. We have to suffer with some things, with physical, mentally, and some stress until that time comes. We don't have to, but we do. But never forget, God's strength is made perfect through our weakness as well. That wasn't only for the Apostle Paul. And I know why Apostle Paul said that. So within context. But even with me today, through my weakness, God's strength is made 
perfect. So I know I'm not going to feel great all the time. Sometimes I'm, I'm down. And I don't even know why I'm down. It's just the atmosphere, man. It ain't got nothing to do financially, nothing like that. I just feel blue. Like my my fiance says sometimes she feel blue and whatever like that. And I had to tell her, boo, I do too. I do too. It's just what's going on around us. But as believers, I want her to hear this too, because I'm sending this to my boo, my, my Nemo food. We have to just remember, get back to the basics that it's finished. We are the victorious ones. No matter what goes on through our life, and I know that's not easy, that's, that's not easy, but no matter what goes on in our life, we are the victors as the church. And what should we do with all this mess going on? Tell more people about what Jesus done for them. We're supposed to be ambassadors. That's not only for Paul and the ones in the Bible. That's for the body. That was for the body of, of Christ for the past and today. We are ambassadors. I do what I do because I am an ambassador. I have two shows. One for teaching people how to study the Bible, including myself, and this one to tell people about the good news of what Jesus done and. Uh, 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 why I'm looking at worldly events as well and bringing it to a biblical perspective. I'm not a blowhorn person going out there on the streets. That's for each is on. See, I don't need to be a missionary going out there to other countries. I can do what I do on podcasters to the people around me and around the world even faster. See, it's for each is on. Just do the things of God. Sometimes when you do the things of God, it brings a peace and a it brings a peace and a calmness while you're going through the storm. And it might not even be your storm. A lot of the weight of other people's problems is why we down. Let me say that again. A lot of the weight of other people's problems and worldly problems is why we down. It's not because it's a lot of times it's happening in our life. It's because it's happening around us and we let that weight take us down. Everybody else's issues take us down. See, the majority of the time in life as a believer. Sometimes it ain't because believers going through nothing uh, financially. And yet a lot of them do, but I'm just saying the ones that's not going through nothing financially or anything like that. They haven't, they're not struggling with sin. They're not struggling with none of that stuff. And then they're down and they're depressed. Why? Because everybody else's issues and weights and problems bring them down. You can have a believer uh, is going through something because somebody else's issues, because you got all these people living in your house and you don't have to have that. Everybody's problem coming to your house. Then you don't pray highly like you used to. You got your nephews and nieces and cousins and everything like that. Now, don't get me wrong. I stay with people, whatever like that. My point is, you can have somebody around you. You can have somebody in your surroundings and their weights, their actions, their complaining, their nagging brings you down. So their weight becomes your weight. It's a lot of that going on, and we don't have to put up with that. If I'm staying with somebody, and I know the majority of the time I'm to myself. I make myself known, but I'm to myself. I've been there, done that. I don't like staying with nobody, but unfortunately that happens. But I'm always to myself. I'm not a burden to nobody, and I don't want nobody to be a burden to me. You know what I'm saying? I'm to myself. We don't have to be friends. We don't have to be buddies. But I respect it because I stay with you. It'll be vice versa. You know, I understand if it's my place, there's certain rules and certain things I expect. But I'm not going to let you bring me down with your issues and your weights. And then you don't want to listen. Then it's hasta la vista. You see what I'm saying? So a lot of the weights that are bringing us down sometimes is somebody else's weight. And when I feel I'm bringing somebody else down, I'm gone. I said, man, I, I don't want to be a part of that, man. And, you know, I might not even know it consciously, but I'm, uh, uh, it might take me some time, but I, I'm already planning, man. I'm gone. I don't want to be a problem, you know, because I understand people want their peace or whatever like that because I'm the same way. But my point is we a lot of the outside world, 
weights and issues bring us down. Why is a believer or anybody getting stressed and burnt out over a multi-millionaire person that bounces a basketball, worried about their contracts? <laughs> How much they're going to make? You depressed because they lost or they only scored 10 points. when they sh- You go to home mad at everybody. And I'm talking about a believer. You stressed out because of uh, somebody said Le- LeBron is better than Michael Jordan. Or the Michael Jordan this or this person is this. You talk all day long about some nonsense like that. It ain't read the Bible. Ain't prayed. Ain't done nothing. And that weight of entertainment, sports, and all that activity, you know, you weigh down. You weigh down because somebody else's issue, somebody else's weights. See? You see what I'm saying? Everything ain't because of you going through issues a lot sometimes. Some things happen because, you know, women have their certain cycles in their bodies uh, more than men. And men have their cycles, but women have their cycles and they go through some things. I understand that. I learned a lot from women. I learned a lot from I've been married twice and I got a fiance now. I learned a lot from women. I don't understand it all the time, but I learned a lot from it. I came a long way with that. The point is we're going to go through things while we are on this sinful earth. And as believers, we must come back to basis and remember that it is finished. It is finished. The journey is over in the eyes of God. And as believers, we got to believe that that faith. God never said we won't be going through nothing. He never said that. But you, I'm going to leave you with this. I just said something. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions. And it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions. And yet there he is suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors built with aerospace precision deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother and even son can enjoy eventually with replacement blades just 10 cents each. You'll buy it once and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA SafePilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA SafePilot. Restrictions apply. But a, a lot of the things we're going through is because we let it go through. We, 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 we're partakers of it. We don't have to. All this is not because it's meant to be. It's just we let things, we, we take too much weight on ourselves when we don't have to. Because we get away from the things of God. And we become too worldly focused than godly focused. And we can't say we don't. You go to Facebook, you can hear people know about Facebook and somebody else's issues or what happened on YouTube and going back and forth. We are more worldly. This is the world. This is where they act. And everybody's not a Christian. Don't get so upset because you said a Christian shouldn't be acting like that. Some of them ain't the Christians anyway. And then if they are Christians, they still worldly. So we don't need that weight. We don't need that. Talk to and minister to the ones that's listening, not the ones that's not. That'll take some of the weight off. Focus on the ones that want to hear the things of God, who want to talk about something positive, not the ones that don't. We ain't got no business worrying about Michael Jordan and LeBron and all those multi-multi-millionaires and some of my billionaires about, man, they should have paid them 20, 30,000, 30 million a year, man. I'm upset. What you doing upset with that? These are multi-millionaires. Why is he stressed out about that? You ain't getting none of it. Oh, boy. So sometimes we ain't got that excuse. We have to just get back to basic Bible, believing, godly basics, you know. And I'm putting myself in that too. Okay? Let's lift each other up, church. Let's encourage each other. Let's encourage each other. The Bible said David encouraged himself. And and a lot of times we have to encourage ourselves. Let's not walk around with everybody else's weights and burdens. We don't have to. 
I know you say Jesus carried it. We ain't Jesus. We're not Jesus. Jesus didn't tell us we have to say take up our take up. We need to take up somebody's yoke and they need to follow us. We're not Jesus. Okay? That ain't got nothing to do with loving somebody. That ain't got nothing to do with helping somebody. That ain't got nothing to do with reaching out to somebody. That ain't got nothing to do with you letting somebody live with you to help them. Now, I'm not talking about all those things we should do. But some things, remember, we ain't got to. It's not a commandment. If you can't handle it, don't do it. If you don't have room in your house, Try to help them out to help somebody that do have room in their house. It's just different ways. You don't have to have everybody's burden and weight on you if you can't handle it. Some people are more patient than others. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. But some people are have that gift. They're more patient than others. Do what you are capable of do. Do what God gave you the gift to do. Stop trying to be somebody else that you're not. Because you're going to wind up hurting them and hurting yourself. We don't have to carry everybody else's burden. I'm talking about the burdens of nonsense. Uh, you know, they're just messing up and we feel we need to keep belling them out every time. And they never change it. Belling them out, belling them out, belling them out, belling them out. They never change it. Then they get attitude when you try to talk to them. Then they don't want to hear nothing about the Bible, but they want to continue doing what they're doing. But they, they, they weights and issues on you. No, that's a no, 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 you don't have to. Especially when they're adults. You don't have to. I'm going there because it's a lot of reasons. And a lot of people need help. Help out the ones that you know that really need help and going to try to help themselves. I'm old school. If they, as long as they're trying to help themselves, help them out. I don't care how long they stay with me. As long as they're trying to help themselves. They keep it to themselves. They're trying to do better, you know. That's, that's what I'm talking about. All right? So... Stop carrying everybody else's burdens when you don't have to. It's okay to say no sometimes. It's okay to ask questions. Why? What's going on? If they don't want to tell y'all, man, you need to get my business out, then I can't give you my help. That's, that's all to it. Now, this is not a message about I got enough problems already myself. I'm not talking about that. This message got to do, I don't need that uh that unwanted, silly, no listening problem on me. See, you're, you're bringing me something, you're looking for my help, but you have a plan and you're willing to listen to do something about it. You're not just finna lay around and just want to be a burden and want me to hear your problems and whatever like that, but you don't want to hear my advice. See, that becomes a weight. And a lot of believers and Christians, they feel that's a godly thing to do. Where are you reading that from? Your wrong definition of Christian believing love. It's just your definition, your interpretation is all messed up. But we must encourage ourselves, encourage ourselves, encourage ourselves in the things of God spiritually. Better ourselves, you know. You know, do other things. You know, it's just so. It's just things we can do to better ourselves in the Lord. Go back to basic Bible study, Bible reading. Just some things we can do. We can do. Okay, and a lot of us then gave up on the Holy Spirit. We walk around here like we just do everything ourselves and gave up on the Holy Spirit because he's not moving like he did back in the times and miraculous like that. So you, a lot of people give up on the Holy Spirit because he ain't moving like he did in the book of Acts and all in the times of Moses. So they, they you have believers doubt the movement of the Holy Spirit because they all caught up in the miraculous in the kingdom program. So they doubt that. So they give up on the Holy Spirit. So sad. Got churches giving up on the rapture. They don't believe in the rapture no more. They believe we'll go to the tribulation. You got some churches that don't even, you don't see churches talking about the rapture to catch the way to the world. Man, that was a lot of talk about when I was first got saved. 
But I, uh, you know, since I've been in a regular traditional church in years, you know, uh, even on television, I don't see a lot of talk about the uh, the rapture of the church. You know what I hear? I hear about the second coming, the book of Revelation, the second coming of Christ, but not the rapture of the church. I understand it's not a lot of information that Paul gives on the catching the word of the church, and I think that's on purpose. Believing that the catching the word of the church was the hidden church, it was a mystery. It was only revealed to Paul. And the other prophets don't talk about that. And that's why everybody are more second coming focused because there's not a lot of information about the rapture, only through the Apostle Paul. You understand what I'm saying? So more people know about Jesus' second coming than they do the catching away of the church because there's more information about the setting up in the kingdom, the millennial reign of, of Christ, and the second coming of Christ more than it is the rapture. So that's why more people are more second coming conscious than rapture conscious. And a lot don't think it's the same thing. They call a rapture the second coming. You ever heard about the rapture? Yeah, I know Christ coming back. And they think it's the same thing. They don't know diddly squat about the second coming or they don't believe it. Because there's only a few times Paul, only one person talks about it. The Apostle Paul. Everybody else talks about the second coming, Peter and all of them. Paul is the only one talking about the catching away of the church. You see what I'm saying? So that's why the majority of the church and people are second coming focused, not rapture church coming. That's the trick from Satan. That's why a lot of people go get caught off God. That's not saved. Because they're focused, they're more thinking about the second coming than the catching away of the church. They got their minds on the days of Noah, Matthew 24, thinking that's the rapture. Because they think the second coming of Christ is the rapture. So they think they got time. Okay, I just wanted to get that out there, okay? Common sense, real talk. Common sense, real talk. Church, let's get back to basics. Let's get back to basics, all right? If you need, want to be saved... There's only one gospel. There's not two gospels. There's only one gospel. There's only one way to be saved. First Corinthians 15, 1 to 4. If you got a Bible, if you don't got a Bible, find a Bible. If you got a phone, you, people don't have no excuses not to have a Bible. Your phones can have Bibles. You got apps that can have Bibles. Bibles are free. There's no excuse for no one not having a Bible. You got unbelievers got Bibles and believers don't got Bibles. <laughs> wow. There's no excuse. I just ordered me another Bible. I just ordered me another Bible. I'm finna give my lady a nice Bible. Because I like the leather Bibles. I don't think you can have too many Bibles. I just gave a Bible away. I got a good Schofield Bible. The print too little for my eyes. I, I got another Schofield Bible. King James Version. I just gave a practically new Schofield Bible away. I just ordered another super giant size because of my eyes are bad uh, Bible. Then I'm going to keep that at home. Because my other Bible, King James Bible, uh, I keep at work, which I got it with me now. I keep it at work. So I got more than I, I, I'm, I'm going back more to the book Bibles over my phone Bibles because I just get more. It seems like the spirit of God can teaches me more when I got the, the book in my hand, when I open up the pages. And this is no coincidence. I get more out of it when I have to try to find and turn the pages and find pages myself than just clicking a boom, boom, boom. I noticed when I was on the phone so much through the Bible, I forgot what scriptures to find. And I used to be pretty good just opening up my Bible and hitting those scriptures. I didn't need those little tablets. I can find it because I used to go through the Bible. Then I lost touch when I started using tablets and phones. And then I wasn't growing as much. And then I said, man, when I started going in that Bible, and then I forgot. I got, and I didn't forget, but I got so many notes and stuff in my Bible just opened up my eyes. And those notes are never going, my notes. Not what the Bible, I mean, the, your phone said, but my notes. And I find myself growing again because I went back to my Bible. I'm not saying I never read a Bible off the phone, but my study is going to be in my old-fashioned King Jimmy large, super large print Bibles. Okay? Let's go back to basics. That's what I mean. Let's go back to Bible reading the Bible study. 
I'm going to give you a challenge for the same person. I'm going to give you a challenge. Give yourself a chance. If you need some tools, learn and start reading the Bible yourself. I'm going to tell you what to read. Read Romans. Start off the book of Romans. Read all the Romans. Read all of Romans. Read the whole 16 chapters. Read it over. Read it slowly. With nobody around you. Read it slowly. With nobody around you. Don't get nobody's study book. Don't get nobody's commentary. Read it by yourself. Read it by yourself. The book of Romans. I don't know. I'd rather be a King James, but just read. I, I just trust the King James more. But if you've got another translation, just read. The Holy Spirit can help you. Read it by yourself and believe what it says. Because that's the tough part for a lot of traditional believers. Believe what it says. Not, don't, not what your pastor told you it says. Believe what it says and just read it. And pray and ask God. Read it. And if you can, ask your pastor what do this a passage mean. If your pastor say something different and you looking at it and you seeing that it's saying the opposite of what they saying it is, you need that there should be a red flag. Now I'm not saying they do it purposely, but you have to take that choice. Okay, do I believe what the Bible saying, or I believe what my pastor saying this passage is saying. They could be correct or whatever. But what this does, it helps us to trust the Holy Spirit to teach us what his word is saying. We stop giving the Holy Spirit a chance and let the Holy Spirit interpret the word for us. Our trust is caught up in somebody else's teaching, including ourselves. A lot of things we learn from the Bible is not from ourselves and our own perception. It's what was we was taught that it meant. And you'd be amazed what the Holy Spirit can show us if we just believe what it's saying and try to get some understanding, reduce some research and stuff like that yourself. Stop calling pastor. Do that research yourself. You know, that's tough because, you know, you got you to gotta be careful with that. But just do that. Please give it a chance. Okay, do that as a believer. And if you're not saved, get saved first by believing in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. And after you are saved, you know, my advice is start reading the book of Romans, leave a comment, get in touch with me or whatever, and I would, uh, you know, tell you where to go from there or help you go from there. I don't know everything, but I do know the basics. Because you have to learn the knowledge of the truth and know what you're really supposed to be studying and stuff for yourself. But read the Bible. I'm t- I ain't saying you don't read Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John or anything else, but I'm just saying read the doctrine that is for you. Paul's letters first. That's all I'm saying. You cannot go wrong because it's for you anyway. Just say you read that and you never read nothing else in the Bible, and you should. Because it's for it's for inspiration, it's for historical belief of what happened through the Jews and how God moves and everything. But start off with Paul's letters because that's that will be your doctrine, okay? God bless you. This is Joseph Brown. Until next time. I love you all. I hope you got something out of this. Body of Christ to real talk. Love you. Bye bye. Peace out. Left our baby. <laughs>